Welcome to That's Awesome ID. My name is Leslie Early, and each week I will be speaking with a different guest and learning about one thing they think is awesome in the field of instructional design. Okay, today I am excited to have fellow instructional designer Brenda Peterson here with me, and she is going to offer some of her best tips on how to handle or deal with respond to, or even possibly thrive after facing a layoff. So I think this is a very interesting topic and a lot of people are going to get a lot of value out of this. So thank you so much, Brenda, for being here. Great. Thank you, Leslie. And so that's kind of my little spiel about you. But if you want to take a couple of minutes to sort of introduce yourself and kind of talk a little bit about your own uh, journey with this topic and and why you feel so passionately about uh, sharing it with people. So hi, everybody. I'm Brenda Peterson. Uh, I am a a lifelong learner and also somebody who's worked professionally in the field of learning since forever. Uh, I'm a learning and development leader. I'm also a learning experience designer, a lot of times in the software space, as well as in other areas of L&D, including financial, healthcare, all that kind of stuff. Uh, The reason that I come to this topic is because, uh, like a lot of people who work in uh, training, I've actually been laid off a number of times. My current count is five. uh, Mm. And... So I've learned a lot uh, in the process of being laid off. And so given, you know, current times when the economy might not be stable or different areas of the economy may be stronger or weaker, it's just a a good time to take a step back and just think about possible futures you might have and figure out how to prepare for that a little bit better. So Mm -hmm. I have over the years had several friends who have come to me uh, finding themselves laid off and, and saying things like, I had that job for 20 years. I haven't looked for a job forever. What do I even do? Uh, Or other people who have come to me and said, uh, I'm really worried. Like, what do I, what do I do? Cause I'm worried about possibly losing my job. So Mm -hmm. that really brought me to share information about this topic a little bit more formally with a lot of different people, either who are concerned about going through a layoff or who have already gone through one and just what next steps they should take. Yeah. And, and I will say from personal experience, the reason why I'm so interested in this topic is because I was a teacher for a long time and like teachers don't, we don't have really this layoff thing that you have to think about as much. Like you're sort of like in it, you know, you're just, once Mm -hmm. they get you in, you're in for life. It feels like, unless you decide to leave. Um, so I, I don't know anything about this and I feel like uh, people who are transitioning into ID probably don't as well. But so thank you for sharing. Um, and I guess then that leads me to my first question, which is like, I don't even know what a layoff really looks like. I've seen it happen on TV, but what, how does that really play out in real life? Like, what is that like? You know, valid question. It's, it's a very weird experience. I, I think of kind of just a, a, a typical scenario if there is one. It's like you come in in the morning, you've gotten your coffee, you're sitting down looking at your email, thinking about that meeting you have later on today, making your plans, figuring out what all you need to do, that report that you need to update. Uh, and then you get a, a tap on the shoulder from your boss or at this point, maybe a virtual call. Uh, and suddenly you find yourself in front of your boss and the HR person hearing that you don't have a job anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's a very surreal experience. Um, I know I've, I've had that happen coming back from vacation one time, or wow. I was getting ready to do a big project and it's like, Oh, I guess we're not doing that anymore. 
Um, it's, it's also weird because again, it's unexpected. Uh, as I look back at my memory of specific layoffs, I can't say I remember a lot of details from the actual meeting. Cause I think your head is going, what are we doing? How does yeah. this even work? That's so cognitive dissonance going on there. <laughs> yes. And so it's just looking at that and figuring out. So now what happens? And inevitably when it's been in person, it's been, well, here's, here's your box, your white box club uh, member now mm-hmm. where you basically take all your stuff and then you head home and you sit in your house going, what, what just happened? And now what do I do? So it's a surreal experience that kind of takes you out of the middle of, of something you were planning on doing. Uh, it's also kind of interesting because it takes a while for your mind to adjust because mm-hmm. your mind's thinking, Oh, I have to go to that meeting with, Oh, I have to do that report on. And you go, no, I I don't have that job anymore. I don't have to do any of those things. So it's just very trippy. And then you have to kind of adjust to, all right, so that happened. So like, now what do I do with myself and how do I adjust and figure out how to move on? Yeah. And, and when we were talking about this before, your story was very interesting because you had some really good tips for, you know, what you're describing sounds like, you know, we, the cognitive dissonance and like, it's sort of shocking. Like you're in a little bit of a state of shock, like when this happens, but, um, your employer or whoever's, you know, orchestrating the layoff is also expecting you to make some decisions, even though you're in this like state of shock. And, and you had some interesting advice about that. So I think part of it, again, it, it's definitely a shock because it's something you weren't expecting. And there are a couple of decisions you need to make or, or that you may be asked to make right away. Uh, in many cases, if you are being let go from a company, um, there may be some sort of an agreement that they give you that they would like you to sign, whether that has to do with confidentiality or a severance package. Uh, one big thing is you don't necessarily have to sign that right then. Uh, Mm -hmm. it's, it's often a good idea to take that home, look it over, maybe even have an attorney look it over depending on the situation, uh, before you sign anything. So that's certainly one thing. Um, another thing I think is just to give yourself a little bit of space. Um, I've known people who have been laid off and that moment they run home and they're like, today, today I will find a new job. And it's like, you know what, Mm -hmm. you need to, to take a breath, figure out what you want to do. Um, another thing is sometimes people will think, oh my goodness, I have to, I have to tell everybody all my feelings online right now. And it's like, no, nope. right. grieve a little bit. You're going to have to switch gears, but do some of that privately. Take a breath, take a day, make a plan, uh, figure out what you need to do going forward. Yeah, yeah. And and that was very interesting because I hadn't even thought of that. Like, I'm the type of person that if you put a document in front of me, I will probably just sign it, especially if I'm already, like, feeling embarrassed or, you know, vulnerable mm-hmm. or all of those negative emotions that come up. So uh, I thought that was really good adv- advice. If you can keep the wherewithal about you to um, yeah. say, hey, I'm going to need some time to look this over before I sign anything. Great For advice. Sure. Um, so that's kind of like, a great snapshot of like in the moment, but what if, as you were describing people, you know, who, who they just have a sneaking suspicion that it's coming. It hasn't happened yet, but they feel like "Mm, this might be something that's coming down the line for me. What advice would you have for someone who's in that type of situation? So I think a lot of it is just thinking through some things just so that if it does happen, you sort of know what to do next. Because again, in that moment, you're a little taken aback and you really have to readjust. So some of the things that I always think of, 
Uh, one of them is, is just some general things that ideally you're doing in your career anyway. So first of all, hopefully you are continuing to grow and develop professionally. So just making sure that you keep your skills current. Um, I think of like the kinds of professional development meetings I attend where I'm learning about things like experience API or good ways to use video and training or blended learning or virtual classroom, but just keep on learning and growing so that you're continuing to be marketable to, first of all, your current employer and then to any future employer too. Uh, So I think another thing that it makes sense to do is to just think through like, how are you keeping in touch with other people? Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we, you know, having good professional relationships and a good professional network uh, pays dividends all the time. Whenever I'm trying to figure out a problem, I'll throw a question out on LinkedIn. I'll contact somebody that I know from one of the groups that I'm in, um, or I'll just read people's posts and just randomly learn stuff that it's like, oh, there's a useful little piece of information. Let me mm-hmm. file that away. Uh, those are the same people that going forward will probably be able to help you find jobs or you'll be able to help them find jobs. Um, So again, I think there's a lot of benefits to keeping your professional network strong just so that you can help others and, and collaborate and work together. And the final thing that I always think of is just the value of doing a little bit of contingency planning. So some of the things that, and this goes into all those things that we don't really realize we get from our job. So things Mm -hmm. like insurance, Um, Mm -hmm. You know, for most people in the United States, your health insurance probably in some way comes from your employer. So if your employer goes away, what do you do for insurance? And there's always COBRA or continuing coverage, which tends to be a whole lot more than you paid as an employee. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe you go out without insurance for a bit. Maybe you go on the exchanges and find some sort of another insurance plan. So just what happens with insurance and how would you handle that? Um, If, for example, you went to work today and came home with a box, who do you contact? Do you have recruiters in your network who you would ask for help? Do you have, again, your professional network who you would reach out to and say, hey, maybe we can talk about some contract work or here's kind of what I'm looking for? Uh, Even having your resume up to date just so that just Mm -hmm. in case that happens, you're a little bit more poised to act. Uh, Thinking about income streams. So I know for a lot of us, our day job is probably our core income stream. So what happens when that goes away? Uh, In many cases, if it's a full-time benefits-eligible position, you're probably able to get unemployment. Um, I also know that the very first time I was laid off, my first instinct was quickly, quickly, I must go get a job, any job. And what you actually learn is that once you have a professional career and you are eligible for unemployment, you may be better off not taking just any old job Mine was always like, I'm going to go work at the bookstore. That was like my, right. <laughs> my thing I was compelled to do. And it might not make sense to do that because then you're going to be spending all those hours working at a job that's not really your career where you could make probably comparable money taking mm-hmm. your unemployment and focusing your efforts on working towards your next full-time position. Oh, that's a really good point. Yeah, I hadn't even thought of that. But yeah, if if you do qualify for unemployment, then you can get a wage or, or some sort of uh, income while you are also searching for a job, which is the right. point, right? Of unemployment. That's right. why they created it. But um, and, yeah. and it's interesting too, because I think sometimes people think, well, I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't take unemployment. It's like, that's what it's for. You paid mm-hmm. into it and it's there to help people as you bridge the gap between your old position and a new position. So let it be what it is. It was intended to be. 
Yeah. And, and also I'm thinking, you know, if it would also be a little bit strange to explain, oh, I have this bookstore experience, like <laughs> randomly in the middle of right. your work history. And I feel a little bit like that. I have a teaching for 10 years and then I worked at a law firm for two years and now I'm back into instructional design. So that's always a little bit like, yeah, that was a transition, a transitional phase that I was in. So it's kind of funny. Um, no, okay. Enough. So we are talking, we have talked about um, what it might look like or what you might encounter in the moment. And we've sort of talked about leading up to that. Um, but let's say someone's listening and they have recently gone through a layoff and this is the first time they've gone through it and they sort of don't really know what to do next. So what advice would you have for that type of, of person? So first and foremost, I think it's it's taking a moment to process. Mm -hmm. uh, I recently did a, a seminar that was talking about how to prepare for an unplanned job loss. And the part that I almost threw in at the end that I got the best feedback on was just taking a moment to just process what you're feeling. Because I mm -hmm. think sometimes we our minds switch to business and we're like, well, I don't have a job. I need to get a job, do the resume, network with the people, apply for jobs. And we actually need to take half a step back and go, okay, am I all right? Maybe I need to, to sit quietly. Maybe I need to write. Maybe I'm angry. I need to vent to a friend. Mm. Um, you know, it, I think of the, the stages of death. You're going to go through all those different emotions. And I don't know about you, but personally, I do not make my best decisions when I'm super anxious or wound up or angry. So it's mm. time to just, just take a moment and process some of those things and admit that those are all there. Because I mm -hmm. think if you don't, you hold on to those and maybe you won't make a good decision going forward. Uh, I think it's also a, a useful opportunity to take half a step back again and say, is this the kind of job I want? Um, I know that when I, when I, the first time I was laid off, first of all, I didn't even know it was po a possibility. It just didn't occur to me that that might be how that job ended. And after I, again, found myself home with my box, I remember sitting there and just thinking through like, gosh, you know, do I really want to do corporate training? And about 30 seconds later, I was like, yes, yes, I do. And I was like, okay, because part of me was like, I could totally switch directions and do another thing and go into something else. And I'm like, yeah. nope, I'm in the right area. So cool. At least I got to step back and, and consciously decide that's what I wanted to do. And then I could figure out like now what particular, what did I like about my last job? What do I want to find in my next job? And how do I move forward? One other thing that I would say, um, it, it is amazing and it warms my heart how many people will jump up and say, hey, how can I help you? What do you need? Mm -hmm. Let me know what you need. And so one of the things you have to think through, too, is what do I need? And right. there, are, there are lots of things. One of them is you need some sort of job search help, um, which that's probably the the one that's, that's the most obvious to us. So that's people, you know, talking to people who are in that role, talking to people at different companies, maybe somebody to look over your resume. So some of those job search focused things, but then there's also all the life stuff. Like you probably need somebody to distract you from the fact that you're unemployed and maybe mm -hmm. feeling bad about yourself. Uh, mm -hmm. You might need somebody to, you know, watch your children so you can go on a job interview or, or go someplace. Um, just figuring out what you need, and then who can you ask about that? You might also need someone to help hold you accountable. So who is the person who's going to ask me, hey, 
did you, what did you do for job searching today? Right. Uh, and also asking that in a way that's helpful. And then just that emotional support, because you're going to have good days and bad days. And who do you talk to when you're struggling? So who's your team that's going to help you navigate through that change and really provide you that support that you need? Yeah. And I think it's also, um, as, as you were saying, uh, earlier is that, you know, if, if people like to help people, right. So there, if it's known that you need help, people want to help, Mm -hmm. but we can't expect other people to know what it is that we need. So it's trying to, um, as you were saying, basically come up with all the different areas and different things that you need, but try to get really specific. Like, um, maybe I need, maybe I don't need someone to help me with my entire resume, but maybe there's just one certain part of it that I'm like, I just don't know how to write a summary statement that makes sense. Or I Mm -hmm. don't know how to come up with measurable, you know, um, accomplishments or, or achievements or things like that. So fi- as the more specific I think you get probably um, when you approach someone and ask for help, the more likely they're like, yeah, I can do that one specific thing for you. That's like not a big deal. But if you just say, hey, I need resume help. That's a little bit, even that seems a little Daunting. bit vague. And, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So Well, and I know at one point I have a friend who's a copywriter. And so as my resume was almost done, I'm like, Hey, Sharon, can you just look this over and just, and just check it? And she's like, yep, you know, 10 minutes. Cause that's her J job. She got it back to me. Awesome. Uh, other yeah. people it's like, Hey, here, here's how I described the job that I had when you and I worked together. What else should I put in or what else am I good at? Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's, and a, a lot of that again is, is letting people help you because they want to. And I think mm-hmm. we all feel good when we can help somebody else. And also going forward, once you're employed again, there's always going to be people who are going through this process. How do you help them? Whether right. it's just support or caring or, or letting them know about open roles, whatever it is. But how do you make sure that, that you're helping pay that forward too? Yeah, definitely. Well, so I think we did, we covered a lot. Good job. We did that in like a great 17 minutes. Awesome. <laughs> um, I hope that this was as helpful for others as it was for me, because I know this is something that I've never had to think about. And so maybe others are in the same situation and now they have at least have some idea of, of the possibilities and, and how to start planning for that. So if people want to continue the conversation with you, Brenda, about this, um, where can people find you, connect with you, reach out to you? So great. So we can continue that conversation in a couple of different ways. First of all, I live and die on LinkedIn. So by all means, check me out there. Uh, Feel free to connect with me or to follow me just to see what postings I have. Uh, Also, if you want to check out my blog entries, I blog at brendalearns.com. I basically experience lots of different things, everything from inline skating to self-defense to job searching career preparation. So you can Mm. check out all of those different articles there. Uh, Then also I do do some online classes on things like um, preparing for a job search or topics like this, like managing a layoff. Uh, And that's through a company called Condition Orange Preparedness. We deal Mm -hmm. with all sorts of preparedness from self-defense to prepared pets to actually dealing with making sure that you have steady gainful employment so you can pay your bills. Mm -hmm. So you can check me out at those few places. That's pretty good. That's yeah. Most people are like, I have a LinkedIn page. (laughs) So you're, you're out there, you're moving and shaking. Love it. Um, All right. Well, 
thank you again, Brenda, so much for joining me and, and sharing these, um, your wisdom about this very important topic with us. Excellent. Thank you, Leslie.